you want victory, you can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder of Weirs Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. Folks, I am delighted to have in the studio this evening um, a gentleman that I've just met, but whose work I know. Tyler Van Halteren is a very gifted author, and um, he has been uh, burdened by the Lord to come up with wonderful, uh, attractive resources that folks can use in instructing their children. Now, obviously, here at Where's Valley Ranch, we are all about training kids in discipleship, trying to help them know the love of God, kids who've been through very difficult things. But I also am the grandparent of 12 kids with the 13th one on the way, and uh, God willing, this fall. And so we are always on the lookout for resources that would be a blessing to our grandchildren and to their parents in discipling them. So I was introduced to Tyler's work by one of our staff members, who's a friend of his, and the introduction was a beautiful volume, Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, based, of course, on John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. And it is absolutely a beautiful work, richly done, and I recommend that to you heartily. So, when I heard that he now has a two-volume set called The Kingdom of God, it's a Bible story book, and uh, he's done that, and again, beautifully illustrated. Uh, He gets these illustrators I haven't heard of before, but man, are they good. He knows how to pick them. So, um, anyway, we have him in the studio with us this evening and want to talk about um, this new project of his, The Kingdom of God, a Bible storybook. And uh, so, Tyler, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you, Joe. It's a privilege to to be here and to be on the ranch. Great. Um, What makes this Bible storybook different from others? Yeah, there there are a few focuses we had in this. The one big one is that it, it... focuses on this theme of the kingdom of God and, mm-hmm. and that theme throughout throughout Scripture from Genesis to Revelation. And so my goal was to, to trace that theme in a way that kids could, could understand, resonate with, with beautiful images, and that could also go a little deeper than maybe some storybooks will to, yes. to give some, some deeper concepts, but still in a way that would engage 6 to 12-year-olds. Well, and I love the fact that you're talking about the kingdom of God because, as you said, that runs from Genesis to Revelation. And sadly, a whole lot of folks, particularly in places like uh, the United States, um, don't seem to have the concept of kingdom in mind at all. We are such an individualistic, <clears throat> independent bunch. And, um, and when, when you start to see in Scripture the news of God's kingdom, it raises the question 
so am I not the king? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it change, changes everything. It gives, it gives the right focus. And as Jesus came, he proclaimed, the kingdom of God is now among you. Exactly, exactly. And it turns out, folks, just in case, spoiler alert here, God is the king. God is the king in the kingdom of God. It makes sense, but, but the corollary to that is you and I are not. We are to be obedient to the one who is king. And the marvelous thing is we have a king who loves us, who loves us so much that he sent Jesus to save us. That's really good news. But you'll never really appreciate it until you get to know him. And that involves ceasing your mutiny and the determination to be your own boss, have it your way, do your own thing. That was the lie perpetrated against our first parents. Yes. They were told, you don't have to do what God says. God doesn't have your best interest in heart. He knows if you eat this fruit that you won't really die. You'll become like him. You can be your own boss. You can do your own thing. And ever since then, humanity is born in bondage to an evil pretender king. Satan's kingdom, the kingdom of darkness. Jesus came to rescue us from that, didn't he? He did. He did. It's amazing to to see that storyline as as people seek to to steal God's throne. Yes. And you see the Tower of Babel and various examples. People set up these false kingdoms Mm -hmm. under Satan, and all of them are bound to fall. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Jesus will reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, what age range have you targeted these materials for? Yeah, so usually this one, the Pilgrim books are about 4 to 12, mm-hmm. but we've had a lot of people say their two-year-olds love flipping through the pictures and yeah. engaging with it. The Kingdom of God, I would say, is 6 to 12, but again, that, that ranges. We've had some 80-year-olds say that they've benefited greatly from seeing the, the big picture of the Bible. Absolutely. But, yeah. So that's th- those are the ranges, but uh, praise God, it can it can extend and help many many people. I I've been asked often over the years uh, about my preaching because I came out of seminary uh, and started out in a white collar church uh, with a lot of professionals, MIT folks and and Harvard folks and people who were very sharp, very well educated. And, uh, of course, that was a delightful environment for a young guy just out of seminary because I knew a lot of big words. Yeah. And, uh, and yet, um, God put it on my heart to work. I, back when I was a teenager, he put it on my heart to have a children's home someday. But he put it on my heart to work with kids in a nearby housing project close to the next town over from the town where the church was. Oh, wow. And uh, another lady from the church uh, felt a burden to do that as well and enlisted me to, to work with her. And it was such a marvelous experience. We started bringing those kids to church. And, of course, that made for some interesting dynamics. But after a short time in that wonderful church, First Baptist Sudbury, Massachusetts, um, I was asked to go and pastor a church on Cape Cod. Okay. And on Cape Cod, there is a lot of affluence. But there are also all the people who work for those people. And that became mostly what we attracted in our church. We had the commercial fishermen, we had the carpenters, we had the plumbers, we had the electricians, we had the store clerks, we had the hotel maids, and uh, they would come sometimes to our church service in uniform. And what I found was that if I would 
tailor my messages to the children, most of the adults could understand. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And so in all the years since, God's blessed me across the years with opportunity to minister to a whole range of people. But I find that if I'm laboring Mm -hmm. to make it simple and clear for the younger folks, the older folks appreciate it. Because they're not, I'm not trying to impress them with my vocabulary anymore. I don't have to be esoteric. I can be clear and simple, like Jesus was. Yes. And it turns out he loved the children. Mm -hmm. Now, you said that uh, this involves both the Old and New Testament. Yes. Yeah, so that was the, this was a, a really fun project, probably the greatest challenge of my life, to, to take the Bible, to summarize it in a way, like you said, to make this clear, uh, and yet deep, deep yes. and clear, and um, in a way that kids can understand. And that's that was the a cool challenge to take the whole Bible and see how can I fit this. So it started actually as a, I thought it would be a 120-page sort of flyover <laughs> overview, yes. and then it grew to 200, 300, 400, and then all of a sudden I said, you know what, let's just go full out and do 600 pages. And So there were some really wonderful surprises along the way. For example, a full chapter on, on Zechariah, which mm-hmm. I did not see coming. Yes. <laughs> and uh, that was one of my favorite chapters to write because of the amount of uh, foreshadowing and prophecies of this king who mm-hmm. would come and yes. seeing how the Old Testament so many times is foreshadowing leading up to this promised king to come. Amen. And then when you see all that and you trace all that and then finally Jesus arrives on the scene, it's uh, such a joy to, to see God's word fulfilled in the most powerful and, and beautiful way. Amen. Now, you have taken a chronological approach yes. in, in doing this. So it's not just, you know, taking your table of contents mm-hmm. and going through. It's really taking it carefully and uh, and helping people to understand how it all fits together. Yeah, that was one of the most important things I thought for this project was to to make it seamless in a sense that each chapter leads into the next and that it's following the flow of the story of redemption so yes. that people can trace all the way through, and that gets that got challenging at the at certain points when the the kingdom of Israel becomes divided and different pieces. Trying to figure, out, okay, how do I explain these ideas of exile yes. and multiple exiles, yes. and then return to the land? How do I explain these to children in a way that they can see the the flow of the Bible? And so that was again one of the biggest challenges, but also the most fun to see. Okay, how can I do this really well? Amen. Amen. And you chose the kingdom theme because that's really the theme that, as you said, runs all the way through. If you look at the book of Acts, it ends this way. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. Boldly and without hindrance, he preached the kingdom of God Mm. and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. Taught about the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus? He's the king. God has shown up in human history and revealed himself as the one who is king of kings and lord of lords. And even though he didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself, became a servant, was humbled even to the point of death on a cross, God has highly exalted him, given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow 
and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There are a host of people who try and preach a form of Christianity in which you just get your sins forgiven. All you got to do is just believe ABC, and then your sins are forgiven, you're going to heaven, everything's good. If you want to have a deeper life, then you ought to consider surrendering your life to the Lord Jesus. That is nowhere in the scriptures. Nowhere. If you're going to know Jesus, you've got to know who he is. He's the king. He's the Lord. He's the master. And I thank God, literally, that you have taken that approach to all of Scripture and showing folks how that is the theme. Yeah, um, that's in many ways the glue that, that ties Scripture together that you, you can see as this, this kingdom theme unites all things Old and New Testament mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all these different books, which sometimes can be confusing for, for kids and, and adults. But when you see this kingdom theme running throughout the whole narrative of Scripture, suddenly it becomes clear, okay, this is one story one king. Amen. Yeah, one plan of redemption. Amen. Amen. Now, did you emphasize a particular theological view? I Again, the goal, as, as you said, was to clarity, uh, simplicity, depth. So there was no particular emphasis. The, the, the goal was to, to stay faithful to scriptures. And that was another unique. There was a little while when I started that I was trying to be more... Uh, artsy, I guess, <laughs> or esoteric or whatever, trying to use uh, higher language or to find a way to sound really uh, smart, perhaps. <laughs> and I started, I was a couple chapters and I said, hey, you know what, this isn't, this doesn't feel right. Something, something's off. Praise God. And yes, yes, praise <laughs> God. And so I went back and said, you know what, I can't uh, beat the Holy Spirit, if I can use that language. I, yeah. can't, I can't do better than than God and his inspired words, so why don't I make my goal to most clearly, uh, faithfully bring this along into this book, put this into this book. So there's many places that it's just a, a very clear quote of the Bible or paraphrase, and mm-hmm. so some people have messaged, oh, do you take this view? Do you take that view? Because there's two chapters in Revelation. Yeah. What view do you take on the end times? <laughs> the Bible's view. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> but uh, mainly some of those <clears throat> where there might be debate, it's just we, I just quoted quoted the Bible and tried to keep keep things flowing and to be faithful to, to the message. Yeah. Praise God. Uh, someone sort of half-jokingly suggested that a British, I, I think it actually happened, a British cleric made the statement uh, in, in typical British understatement, um, well, as our Lord has stated, and rightly, I believe, <laughs> you know, if, if we believe the Bible, then uh, we ought to be able to just believe that what God says in his word is true and not have to fit everything into uh, our own prejudices because God keeps getting uh, free from our boxes and categories. Uh, But he never contradicts himself. Mm -hmm. He never contradicts his word. He's always faithful, and all his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. What uh, what was the hardest part of writing this book? 
Yeah, the I think that that section I mentioned with the near the end of the Old Testament, so the some of the major prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah, mm-hmm. Ezekiel, who are are preaching during mm-hmm. this time before exile, after exile, during mm-hmm. exile. That was an interesting. I started. We bought probably we had maybe five storybook Bibles. We bought about twenty to, yeah. to look through and compare and see what have they done well, what if what you know what are strengths and weaknesses. And as I looked, it seemed most just skipped. Uh, suddenly you get to perhaps David and Goliath, and then they might touch on Solomon, and then just fast-forwards to the New Testament. Yes. <laughs> Which, if you look at your, your Old Testament, that's a, that's a Le- pretty massive section to fast-forward. Exactly. It leaves out a lot. Now, I'm going to ask you a question there, because yeah. I, I just got, as a gift from you, the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. Um, but um, I'm wondering, in light of our discussion... Uh, did you go right through the Song of Solomon? <laughs> I, I missed the Song of Solomon. I think you missed the Song of Solomon. <laughs> oh man, we're going to have to come back with a a sequel version. Yeah, expand. Um, yeah, uh, I have taught Song of Solomon mm. to numerous marriage conferences and yeah. that sort of thing. But God put it on my heart back, I think, in 2020 that I needed to preach through Song of Solomon for our students here at the ranch. Oh, great. And I'd never preached it to kids before, never even thought about the possibility that that could be done. And, um, and yet, what God spoke to my heart was the fact that our kids are being bombarded with lies yeah. about sex, mm-hmm. and God wants them to know what he says about it. Now, there's a lot of other stuff in the Bible about sex, mm-hmm. and uh, we have all the kids at the ranch memorize a statement that I think is a good summary of the boundaries in Scripture, and that is sex is designed by God to be an expression of love between a man and a woman who are married to each other. Mm-hmm. That kind of answers the questions about what's okay and what's not okay. Yeah, yeah. But it also starts out with the fact that sex is designed by God, which is just really outside the realm of most people's understanding of sex. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think most people think that Adam and Eve kind of, you know, they were naked in the garden and and then spending time together, something happened and God said, oh, I should have seen that coming. Uh, let's, let's make some rules. But that's not what happened. God designed us, male and female. It was his plan. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And Song of Solomon celebrates that in a beautiful way and you know when when people say um you know well song of solomon is is symbolic it's about christ and the church i say no it's about a husband and a wife but a husband and a wife is about christ and the church yeah yeah yeah. Uh, the husband and wife that's symbolic of christ and the church so um i i would i would say your book is undoubtedly a masterpiece. I will look forward to going through it, but we're going to have to do an addendum. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> building off that, the uh, I used to be a, a youth pastor, and I had a, a parent's visit night, and I chose that night. I said, I'm going to preach from Song of Solomon this wow. night. I'm going to do a message on, on sex. Because, I, but we had funny things. Sometimes a, a youth would go home and tell the parents something, and it'd be the parent wouldn't get the full message. So I said, yeah. if I'm going to preach it, 
it? I'm going to do it on parent night. Good. And so we talked about God's God's masterpiece and Satan's masquerade from Excellent. Song of Solomon. That God has made Excellent. marriage, sex, a, a masterpiece, but Satan seeks to destroy that with the, the yes. culture. Yes. Excellent. I, I will say the Bible is so rich mm-hmm. that no matter how good this book is, or these books, it's a two-volume set, and it's beautiful, but no matter how good this is, the Bible's even richer, deeper, etc. Yes, this, yes. this is something that whets the appetite. Mm-hmm. This is something that causes people to say, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I want to know more. Yes. And that's exactly what you want your children to think. You want your children to discover that's, that God's word points us to the one who is king, mm. points us to Jesus. So I'm I'm absolutely wonderful. Will there be discussion questions? Yeah, so every every chapter there's 45 chapters through the the two volumes and each one ends with a summary which I've uh, summarized God's presence with God's people in God's place through God's promise which is kind of the yeah. the summary of of the kingdom. So we do that summary and then we have a gospel glimpse that ties it together with the New Testament in each each chapter uh, foreshadowing that king to come with specific verses and then Three discussion questions to help help families engage with the material. Excellent. Now, I understand that if people want to order this online, they can go to your website, which is Lithos Kids. Yes. L-I-T-H-O-S-K-I-D-S, lithoskids.com. Yeah, that's the website. That's a really good website address. Yeah, I was glad to, uh, we'd come up with a couple different names for the, the company, the publishing company, and and lithostuck, which is the, the stone word in Greek, that idea of the stone that the builders rejected. Christ is the chief cornerstone, and so it's it's a good, it's been good for the company to say everything we do to build on Christ. Praise God. Now, Tyler, uh, you have an MDiv for Master's Seminary uh, out in California. Yeah. And you have spent most of your life, it says, seeking to inspire children and youth to follow Christ and to know God's word. You are Canadian by birth, but you still minister to people here in the States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and we spent uh, the last three years in Cambodia, so that was the one, the one piece as, as missionaries. And, yeah. and now, by God's grace, we're able to focus fully on this uh, resource development and publishing through lithos. Praise God. Praise God. Tell us a little bit about your family. So I've got three kids and one one on the way. Wonderful. So we've got a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. So it's it's fun to to publish books, especially as they grow. There's because the first book was inspired by having a son reading children's books to him when he's about three and yeah. seeing, oh, okay, now he's seven and he keeps growing and these the resources keep growing. So it's it's been neat. To, it's neat to track it with each of them. And they're, they're all dedicated to my children at different stages, uh, some of the books. And so my, my son will often ask, okay, when's the next one? When's That's the marvelous. next one going to be dedicated to me? Did <laughs> 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 you already got one. <laughs> Well, that's marvelous. I, I was a child in the Chicago suburbs when in a couple of suburbs over from us, a man was trying to make the Bible more approachable for his kids. Mm. And um, he would paraphrase the scriptures for his children, as mm. you've paraphrased some here. 
And he would paraphrase for them for their family devotions. Well, my dad, we were all using the King James Bible. My dad, of course, would read it in the King James, which was beautiful. And then he would paraphrase as, as we went through. And my sister said, daddy, you would like, um, what this, uh, Mr. Taylor is doing over in, in Wheaton. He's apparently his paraphrases for his children have become so popular that he's looking at, uh, putting those out, uh, as as a paraphrase of, uh, various books of the Bible. Well, that turned into the Living Bible. Okay, wow. So um, Kenneth Taylor oh, yeah, yeah, did, a, did a service to many folks and got a lot of people to read and understand the Bible better. And then, of course, now they have not just a paraphrase, but the translation, Living Bible translation. But I think this is a great start toward helping not just children, but adults as well understand kingdom of God from scripture. Thank you, Tyler, for what you've done. And thank you for coming on the broadcast. Thanks so much, Jim. It's been a a delight to be here. Great. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE, or contact us on the web at wvr.org.